Brothers and sisters, welcome to Knowing the Way, where we do our best to help you know Jesus Christ through words of love and encouragement. I'm Minister Greg, your host, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that our time together in God's Word will equip you for good success in your everyday life. So you're in a tough predicament and, you know, seems like there's no way out. Maybe you've just gotten some bad news or you're facing what seems to be an insurmountable challenge. As a believer, what do you do? What's what's your response? Well, most of the time, you'll be encouraged to pray and trust God. You'll be expected to display great faith and to believe for the absolute best out of your dilemma. But how do you respond when you pray and it seems like nothing happens? How do you stay faithful when you don't see the results that you were expecting. I've been in situations like that many of times, and I'm sure you have too. You prayed and you asked for something, and it seemed like it was it was right at the fingertips, right at your fingertips. It's, it seemed like all you had to do was get on your knees and pray or close your eyes and mutter some words, and God was going to do exactly what you said because he's your child and he's loved you. I mean, besides, that's what you've been taught, right? That's what we've been told. God loves us. But I believe that it's important for us to understand the meaning and purpose for prayer. I don't believe it's enough for us to just jump out and pray and expect great things to happen when we haven't lived a life that's conducent with deserving great things. Now, you're saying, oh, Greg, man, you're saying that. So I got to do stuff in order to get my prayers answered. Well, Prayer is your your and my communication with God. You see, in order for us to get a clear understanding of what something is, it's often good to know what it isn't. So I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you that prayer is not a magical wish list for people who happen to be Christians, or it's not this thing that you do when you feel bad for somebody, or this thing that you do when you have a need. And one thing prayer isn't is that it's definitely not something you do to make others think that you're so spiritual. Let's read Matthew chapter six, verse five. It says, when you pray, which is not if you pray, when you pray, it's expected of us. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. This is Jesus talking and he's telling his disciples, when you pray, don't just get out there so people can see you and hear you praying because that's the only reward you're going to get. That's all you're going to get out of that prayer. It's like Solomon said in, in his book, it's you're just beating the air. It's like trying to beat the air, swinging for, at, at nothing, expending energy, but getting nothing done. You know, the Ashbury Bible commentary, it speaks on Jesus' ammunition, admonition to believers. Here's what it says, and I quote, Those who practice piety for the praise of humans can expect no reward from the Heavenly Father, end quote. So believers, we got to check ourselves. I mean, are we praying? Are we spending this precious sacred time of prayer trying to get people to see us? or trying to look like a great, powerful prayer warrior, but nothing ever gets done. All we would get from that type of praying 
is the look and the, the acknowledgement and the praise that comes from people, but not from God. All we would get by saying a bunch of words and by sounding so deep and philosophical, so deep and spiritual, doing it out loud so everybody can hear us. All we're going to get from that kind of prayer is the praise that we were seeking from people. But it won't even hit the ceiling. Let's go on in Matthew chapter six, verse seven. It says, when you pray, once again, giving us the understanding that we are expected to pray. When we pray, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over and over again. So now we got two situations. We got one group that's pious and haughty and they're praying and they're uh, letting people hear them and they're speaking out loud and they're being very vocal about their prayers because they want you to think they're spiritual. And now in verse seven, we got this second group that's using a bunch of words and repeating them over and over again because they think that's going to get their prayers answered. Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Jesus is teaching us why we should pray and have effective prayers. Because I don't know about you, but there's been times when I've prayed and nothing happened. I've prayed and did not see results. And then I, when I understood what prayer was and what prayer wasn't, I was more equipped to go in the presence of God and pray and expect his will. See, we, we, we wonder why nothing happens when we pray, when we babble on and on and on using the same old words or when we get in front of people and try to sound deep and philosophical. We wonder why God hasn't done anything or when God is going to move for us. You know, the, the New King James Study Bible, it says that Jesus is not necessarily condemning all long prayers, but meaningless verbiage in praying. Get straight to the point. If you have something to say to God, honor him by going into his presence, acknowledging who he is and get to the point. I've heard so many people say, I pray every day or I've prayed for, to God for this to happen or for that to stop happening. But they don't have a single solitary thread of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 okay. Now you're saying that I hear you out there, Greg, you're judging people. You can't do that. You don't know if they're saved or not. You don't know what they're going through. Well, our standard as believers is the Bible. Here's what the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter seven, verse 20. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can also identify people by their actions. So how many people have you seen that's praying one minute and profanity out of the next minute from the same mouth out of the next second? How many people do you know that's constantly praying to win at the lottery? How many people do you know that's praying to win in gambling? How many people do you know that's praying that a marriage will break up because they want that spouse to be single? You can identify people by their actions. A Christian's actions should always be a reflection of their words and their beliefs. And for a believer, prayer is not just a benefit. Prayer is a lifeline. It's what we need to stay connected to God and to know his good and perfect will for our lives. 
I want to read James chapter four, verse three says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what gives you pleasure. So you prayed and nothing happened. Check yourself. Did you pray for something selfish? Were you praying for something that you know you don't need? Were you praying for something you know you can't afford? Oh man, I've heard people say, I pray for this car and I went to the car dealership and the very car I needed was right there. Then you got the car and struggled to make the payments because the job that you had before you prayed where you were struggling with your finances is the same job you had after you got the car. I don't know about you, but my Bible says that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Doesn't mean it makes me wealthy. It says the blessings of the Lord make me rich in joy, makes me rich in peace. I should not have to worry about things that God gives me or blesses me with. I should not have to figure out how I'm going to take care of the things that God's entrusted to my hands because he's been a blessing to me. So I can't spend time focusing and praying on superficial things, on things that are tangible. That's where the enemy has deceived us, beloved. That's where the enemy has tricked us. We spend so much time praying for a house, praying for a car, praying for a spouse, praying for a mate, that we're missing that connection that helps us fulfill the good and perfect will of God. I'm not saying that it's bad to pray for a spouse or a house or a car. You do need God's guidance. We do need God's guidance when we go to purchase these things or when we go out on dates or if those who can that man, I've been married so long. I don't know what the dating scene is like and I don't want to know. But I'm saying that if you're out this and if it's in your heart to to meet someone. Don't pray for that person. Pray God's will for your life. That's when things happen. When we pray the good and perfect will of God, which is the good and perfect word of God, that's when things happen. And they don't happen in our time. They happen in God's time. We've been so busy trying to pray for stuff instead of just getting into the presence of Almighty God. Instead of just enjoying the peace and the joy and the comfort that comes with just knowing him. There are two things, two things that can hinder our prayer lives. One is selfishness and the other is arrogance. Those those who only pray for their wants and needs or those who only uh, who will think that they are only ones who can get a prayer through. They won't get an answer to God. They won't get God's answer for their request. The ones who who only pray for what they want or the ones who think that I'm the only one that can get a prayer through. I'm the only one that God listens to. They're not going to get an answer to God for their request. They're back to we go back to the uh, Matthew scripture They're they're just babbling or they're just trying to be superficial, super spiritual. They think that others think that they are prayer warriors, prayer giants. Because they're just praying out loud. They're just praying, trying to get someone to listen to them, to pay attention to them. But they aren't going to get their prayers answered. Not if they don't pray correctly 
and don't pray the will of God. Okay, Greg, you're talking all this stuff. How do I pray an effective prayer? You know so much. Show me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. Well, I'll help you as best I can. Number one, Mark chapter 11, verse 25. First way to pray an effective prayer, execute forgiveness. Don't just do it. Execute forgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone, anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You know, we often rush into prayer with urgent needs and wants, forgetting that our greatest need in prayer is to ask for forgiveness. God, I'm sorry. God, I, whatever I did, please forgive me. Unintentional or intentional, please forgive me. So we execute forgiveness and then we have faith. Matthew 21, verse 22. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. We can't treat prayer as this spiritual ritual, this, this thing you do. If there's no expectation from prayer, we're wasting your time, my time, and God's time. If there's no expectation for me going into the throne room, into my secret closet, into the glory of God, if there's no expectation for God to do something great that's according to his will, I'm wasting my time. And so are you. We got to execute forgiveness. We got to have faith. And we've got to take righteousness seriously. James chapter 5 Verse 16b, the last part of that verse, it says the effectual or earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. When you and I live in the righteousness of God, our unselfish prayers produce great results. When you and I live in the unrighteousness of God, in the I'm sorry, in the righteousness of God. When we live in right standing with God, man, your prayers, your unselfish prayers, your will of God prayers will do wonderful things. Great results will come from it. Man, I've been hearing testimonies of people being delivered from cancer. I myself can witness and testify that God has healed me from cancer. It's great. It's marvelous. God has delivered me. But I cannot live in unrighteousness and expect God to do great things. I can't come into agreement with my brothers and sisters who are praying for powerful things to happen, transformation, restoration. I can't pray with them and be effective if I don't take this gospel seriously, if I don't take living a righteous life seriously. We just read it in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman that avails much, not the guy that just runs around doing stuff. And so we said we got to we, what we've got to do is we got to execute forgiveness. We got to have faith. We got to take righteousness seriously. And we have to be confident. Confident and faith are two different things. Faith is what I depend on God to do. But confidence is what I believe he's called me to do and I act in it. First John 5 verse 14 says, and we are confident that he hears us 
whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. So number one, we got to get away from the selfish prayers. And we got to trust God's plan as we pray for his good and perfect will to be completed in the situation. We got to get away from superficial, lackluster prayers that only seek to benefit each other, that only seek to benefit ourselves. And we got to get into the good and perfect plan of God. And as we do that, more revelations will come. More things will manifest themselves in our lifetime that we will be able to see God, that we will see the hand of God move. He'll move in our lives and not just your life and my life, but the hand of God will move on this nation. It'll move in your local church. It'll move on that unruly co-worker. It'll move on that negative boss. The hand of God will start touching lives. And what it's going to do first, what the hand of God is going to do first as you pray, it's going to change you and me. When we pray, we need to look for something to happen in us first. We need to look for transformation and restoration and healing and deliverance in our own selves. Because we are the living witnesses that God can do anything. And he does whatever he does through prayer. Anyone can pray, but every prayer is not heard by God. We've got to remember that we've got to pray the good and perfect will of God. We just read the scripture in, in James. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, it was James that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, righteous woman. That's what avails much. So we have to remember that God has an expectancy of us. Number one, to pray. Number two, to live righteous as we pray. And then a third expectation, to pray his good and perfect will. But every prayer is not heard by God. If you're unrighteous, the prayer that is heard by God is the prayer of salvation. That's where it begins. The prayer to be born again. God will always hear that prayer. God responds to the prayers of those who are his children. He's the perfect example of a dad. There's no dad that I can think of, no dad that I know, that would watch his children, see them, be in arm's length of them, and that child turn and ask them for something, and he would not give them what they asked for or try to give them what they asked for, or at least talk to them and say, we can't do it now. I don't know of any dad that would just totally ignore his children. If such a dad exists, have mercy on his soul. I feel so sorry for him. But I know that my heavenly father, he will not deny me. He will not ignore me. And he won't ignore you either. He won't deny you either. God responds to the prayers of those who are his children. And, and, and prayer is not to be used to get things that we want. Prayer is not this magical list. I said it earlier. It's not this magical list of things that I ramble off and wait for God to bring them at my doorstep via UPS or FedEx. 
Prayer is not this thing where I want a bunch of stuff, but I can't afford it. So I'm a Christian. I believe God and he's going to give it to me. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is the believer's way of communicating with God. Prayer is the believer's way of learning and knowing the good and perfect will of God. Prayer is how we get our assignments. Prayer is how we help one another. Prayer is how we touch the hand of God and learn from him and grow in him. We got to check our heart at the door of our prayer closet. The Bible tells us that when we pray and we're going to read that scripture, when we pray, when we go into that closet, check your heart at the door. Before you go in that secret place, make sure that there's no selfish desires in your heart. Make sure that there's no hunger for stuff in your heart. Read God's word. Pray God's will. That's how we can be effective in prayer. When we read God's word and we pray God's will. There is the power in effective prayer. There is the power that reaches the the ears of God. There is the power that touches the heart of God. See, I can't do anything in prayer, but my prayer should touch the heart of God. And then he does what he does. That's how prayers are answered. Prayers aren't answered because I've been in church 30 plus years. Prayers aren't answered because I know the scriptures back and forth. Prayers are answered when I talk to my father and in his timing and in his will, he releases whatever I ask for. He releases it. He makes it possible. So, yeah, you and I can pray and not see any results because the results don't come from us. They come from our father. And they come when I read his word and pray his will. And they also come when I do more listening and less talking. When I go into the secret place, when I go into my prayer time, there's a reason why it's called quiet time. When I go into the presence of God, I do less talking and more listening. And that's how I learn the good and perfect will of God. Yeah, I'm going to speak his word. I'm going to acknowledge his presence. I'm going to let God know that I am all in. And then I'm going to sit down and shut my mouth and listen to what he has to say. And God may not say anything, but I guarantee you when he does speak, you'll know it. And not only that, but when his will is done in the earth, you will pray and something will happen. Let me read Matthew chapter six, verse six. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. That means that when you and it's, this isn't an end all be all. This isn't the only single recipe for prayer. Seek the face of God. Ask God about prayer and about effective prayer. And then listen to what he tells you. He may tell you from another brother, or sister in Christ. He may speak to you by the Holy Spirit and revelation. He may ask you to open the Bible and read it and you may find the answer there. 
But however you get the answer, follow through, listen and pray. And when you do, it says here, your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray according to the good and perfect will of God, when you're for, when you ask for forgiveness, when you take prayer and your righteous life seriously, when you humble yourself before God and when you pray his will, you will pray and things will happen. The good and perfect will of God guides our lives. And that prayer, that lifeline, that connection that we have with our father through salvation in Christ is important. It's necessary. It's vital for the believer. You and I can pray and ask God to do wonderful things, not from selfish motives, but for his will. And when we see the will of God accomplished in our lives, when we see the hand of the Lord moving about, we'll know that our father really loves us. We should already know it. We should have faith in the fact that he loves us. But God loves to answer prayer. But he loves a selfless believer who prays his good and perfect will and see things and expect things to happen. My brothers and sisters, my time is up. Thank you again for listening today. If you have a question or comment, write to us at KTWM96 at Yahoo.com. That's KTWM96 at Yahoo.com. And please click the subscribe button to be notified of our new podcast episodes. You can also like, comment, and share on the Knowing the Way Facebook and Instagram pages. We would love to hear from you. So my friends, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God grant you favor and give you peace in Jesus' name. And remember this, you are loved.